Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. You are listening to Foul Tips, your weekend podcast to catch you up on the week that was in the world of baseball. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Uh, I guess I must be the biggest sucker on the planet or uh, the eternal optimist, I guess, because I really felt that Major League Baseball uh, and the players were gonna, going to come to an agreement yesterday or last night or earlier today. It's uh, what day is it? Wednesday, the 9th of March. Uh, I thought that there was a deal coming through. I really had high hopes that things were going to happen and the players and the, and the owners were going to come to their senses or more, more so the players are going to come to their senses and realize that they're going to lose this battle. There's nothing they can do about it. But I, I really thought that there was going to be a season uh, when earlier this weekend or whatever day it was when the players, and the owners decided to agree on something, which was nice. And there were some rule changes that we'll get into in a second here. I really thought that they were, they were making some headway and there was going to be a season shortly coming up and then I think it was on Monday night or Tuesday that, that doesn't much matter they said they could somehow salvage a 162 uh, game season they're going to reschedule some games they initially canceled and it was going to happen and I, I really believe that it was going to happen I, I was hoping to to hear Michael Kay and the guys talking Yankee baseball uh, in the very near future but uh, lo and behold uh, it was announced today that Manfred he was uh, the cast another week of games. It's going to happen every Tuesday or Wednesday from here on in till the, the players cave, which they're going to have to do. The owners have their, their heels dug in and the players are going to lose and they're going to lose hard. I've, I've been saying this for, for months now. And it, it's, it's, just, it's disheartening that I'm not the only one who can see it, but I'm the only logical one who wants to come out and say it. It's sad to see that this, this game that I love is, is getting drugged through the mud the way it is. But anyways, like I said earlier, I, I really thought they were going to do it. But now Manfred, uh, he came and it's not his fault. He's just he's a messenger. Um, people are blaming Manfred for all this stuff, but it's he's a messenger. He works for the owners. He's just he's the guy in the middle. And uh, it's it's unfortunate. The, the Do I like the guy? No. Do I like his comments about the, the, the trophy that he had last year? No. Uh, smiling when he canceled games last weekend? No. But really, like I said, he's just a messenger messenger for the owners. They made a decision what they they're trying to stand for. It's it's a lot of uh, it's it's a lot of BS in my eyes. The owners they make a lot of money. Um, it, it, the players make good money. It's 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 I, I hate talking about money. Last night when Dave and I talked on the fourteen twenty podcast, um, how this money thing is be, it's become a, a, a the dirtiest word in the English language. The way it's just been bannered about in sport. But anyways. I think there's a lot more money that I think is going on here. 
I don't, I don't like it. It's so bad for the, for the sport of baseball. They, the owners have to realize that there are people who don't watch baseball. There are, there was two trade, just trades. I mean, that was one trade and one signing in the NFL yesterday. And that took over all the headlines and nobody cares about baseball, not, not being played. They don't care about minor um, spring training games, not being played. Nobody cares, man. Owners, players you guys got to figure this out it's unfortunate the way it's going and i i hate talking about it i just wish there were some games we could talk about but it's the way it is but anyways i i really really felt that they were going to to get something done especially when they, they teased us with the 162 that they're going to find a way to play those games because they initially said there's no way they're going to to uh reschedule these games it was canceled and that was it and then something leaked out whether these things get leaked out on purpose just to, to pique the interest and maybe get the players to bite a little bit or who knows, but it, uh, I, I was a strong believer that it was going to happen. We're in 162 games. Cause that's what, uh, that's what all the records are. Right. And everything, everything's compared to 162 and it's uh, it would, it's going to be a shame that, that that's not going to happen. The earliest they said that they're going to start games now is April the 14th, which is two weeks from and now we're into wednesday so if they get into next tuesday again so it's only another five six days away to start canceling more games all of a sudden you're going you're going into the the middle of april or the or the end of april and then end of may 1st and and man the the, the owners they got their heels dug in i read somewhere that the owners they uh they gotta get at least 140 games in to get their full dollar value from the networks uh, whether it's the regional networks or if they're the national, the, the, the other TV deals that they're, they're all, they'll share in the pool. Um, they got to get 140. And so, I mean, if it's 144 game schedule, which a lot of people think it's, it's going to end up being um, after the fact, because the baseball season takes too damn long um, that maybe that's what it's going to be, but it just seems odd to me that, that the, the, this stuff gets leaked out, but let's not talk about the, 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 the the stupid lockout and the, the strike or the, the all of it all it's just a lot and the money the man, money and the things i mean you read all these different things we'll, we'll get off this in a second but you read all these stupid articles nobody knows nobody knows like the money they're talking about the average guy like myself i i, I will never understand what all this means i'm not a lawyer I'm a construction guy and I don't understand what all they're, they're talking about this and talking about that. And then this side says this, and this side says that, you know what I want to next time I want, I, I want to hear from both of these sides is when they have a deal fucking done enough. I don't want to hear about they're close on this. They're close on that. They're talking about this. They're talking about that. Uh, now they're talking about the international draft. They're talking about things that the, which the, the, the they're talking it doesn't make any sense. They're talking about the draft when drafted players aren't part of the major league baseball players association. Yeah. I get it that they're trying to, to make the game better for the younger players. I get it. And I, who was it a couple of weeks back? He said something uh, doesn't matter. So they're doing this for, for the younger players and the players that, that are, that are going to be coming up in years to come. But right now, man, you guys who aren't playing, you're hurting the journeyman. The guys who have service time sitting there not playing that might might lose a year of service time because of this, they aren't going to get jobs next year. It's it's ridiculous to me. So and the next time I hear anything out of the players and the owners, I hope it's an agreement is done. This week it kind of made me sick to my stomach a little bit when the players and, and the and the owners they both it was a nice gesture 
They both donated a million dollars to uh, stadium workers and all that stuff. But in the big picture, what's two million bucks to all these people? It's nothing. You see, you split that amongst how many hundreds of people. There's not very much money there. They make money on tips. Get these get these stadiums full. Get things going again, Major League Baseball players and owners, because it it's hurt it's hurting the game, and nobody cares. I'm the only one. It's right in Medicine Hat right now that cares that they're not playing. I'm the only one. There's not many people like we talk. You talk about amongst people. Hockey's on, and like I said, those deals happened in football yesterday. That was a talk all over sports radio, no matter what network you're on or what country you're in, Canadian radio, American radio, everywhere. I was talking about those two deals, the Russell Wilson trade and then the Aaron Rodgers quasi-signing. Who knows if that even happened? No one cares about baseball, man. Get it going or you're going to lose a lot more fans that you already don't have. But it's let's uh, let's not dwell on this anymore. Like it's, I spent more time on it than I wanted to today. I was promising myself I wasn't going to talk about the uh, – the lockout as much as I have. But anyways, we got some other things we want to talk about. We're going to uh, talk about the rule changes that the Player Association and the owners did agree on. We're going to give out another Rick Award, uh, going to a, a Canadian kid this time around. First time we've ever given this prestigious award out to a Canadian, which I'm uh, quite happy to, to talk about. And then we have uh, talk about some uh, umpire things coming up in the near future and what I think parents and kids should should do in the very near future once baseball season starts rolling out, which is very soon for uh, even up, up, us, us up here in the Great White North. So we'll get back to you really soon. We'll talk the uh, the the, uh, the new rules coming up in the game of, game of baseball. Like I said in my rather long-winded opening there uh, regarding the, the lockout and the Players Association and the owners uh, in Major League Baseball, it's not just the owners of Major League Baseball, how they did uh, – Give me a glimmer of hope this week when they, they decided they did actually agree on some rule changes. And whenever you, you think of uh, two sides agreeing, it's a good sign. You think it's going to keep going and moving forward with the, the lockout and everything else. And there, there was some hope in, in everybody's uh, ears and eyes that this is going to have a season. But it's a good news that there are some things happening with the uh, with the rule change that they, they did agree on. Three of them so far are uh, they're there now. There are three rules that people think will help the game of baseball. I think one of them is kind of a it's fluff and what it doesn't really much matter a whole bunch. But the three rule changes that they did agree on was one was banning the shift. We'll go through all three here, give my thoughts on them. Banning the shift was one, a pitch clock is two, and making the base a little bit bigger uh, is three. The bait the making the base bigger thing, we'll talk about that in a second. That's who cares? It, it's not gonna do anything to the game of baseball. It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. It's window dressing, it's it's stupid. But, anyways, we'll talk about banning the shift. Over the last uh, year and a half, 18 months, whatever it's been, we've been doing this show. I've been a big proponent of banning the shift. I watch baseball forever, and I I back the day, even when I played a base, uh, a good solid, uh, not that I did it very often, but a good solid line drive at the middle was a guaranteed base hit, or or a line shot into the into the into the gap uh, was a hit, or or a, a a little blooper was a hit. But now with the shift, the way they have defensive strategies and everything else, uh, it, it it turns out to be a lot of ground ball outs, line drive outs that were normally hits when I was growing up, or even 15 years ago, 10 years ago. How shifting in the last six years has changed so much. 
it's insane. If you look at the stat lines, I'm not a I'm not a huge number numbers guy. Like you know, I love baseball, but the numbers guy, the, the amount of shifts I heard on, on the radio today were is an obscene numbers that happened over the years where players are out of position, not just moving, you know, going towards the left field line, the right field line, but actually overcrowding one side of the field compared to the other. The, the numbers were astonishing. And I was always a big proponent in the last, I don't know, 18, 19 months of banning the shift, you know, hashtag ban the shifts all over Twitter all the time. And you just get thinking, yeah, that, that would make baseball so much better. Cause I'm a baseball purist, I guess. And I, I'm so excited uh, when a base hit, because you have it in your head what a base hit is, and then all of a sudden it's not. Like we, we, that should have been a hit. And you got you got a shortstop standing on on the uh, on the first base side of a second base, and you got everybody's crowding the right side or crowding the left side, and you got outfielders playing. And I always thought it was a great thing, but then I got thinking once they made this rule change the other day, and I thought, geez, that's kind of shitty actually. It's it it's it it. To have to make a rule to protect a hitter when pitching's the like hitting's hard enough as it is, I, I get it. But once I started thinking about like they're actually going to change this rule and make make defensive structures stand in certain spots, because I think what the rule is going to, to be is that both okay, the players all have to be the defensive players, so your third baseman second baseman, shortstop, first baseman. First off, they all have to start with their feet on the infield dirt. That's part of the part of the rule. They have to be on the infield dirt for starters. They can't be shading out to right field to, to get that bloop single that was all, a lot of guys making a career to getting those, those hits. Part two of this thing is that two players, the first baseman, second baseman, they have to both be visibly on their side of second base like if there's an imaginary line going straight through center field from home plate, and then the other two guys have to be on the other side of, uh, of, of, of on the third base side. Pretty simple. Pretty simple stuff. And then I got thinking, well, a lot of teams have had a lot of success and, and made things work because they, you know, may, maybe they, they, they don't have the best pitching or they don't have the best third baseman or, they, or they, they, they've learned how to pitch into the shift. And that's part of the th thing about baseball that makes it so great is that the, the strategy that comes with it, like the, the pitches inside and the pitches this and, and how hitters can, can, can change the way they hit the ball. Um, and I've thought a lot about over the years, like why doesn't that guy just drag a bunt down third base and just run forever? Smart people bunt. There's something to get to that. Smart people bunt down third. They can run for days. They can run for days if they want to, if there's something going on there. So why the, why hitters haven't been able to adjust the shift? I don't understand that. I remember Gary Sheffield saying once that if he wasn't trying to hit home runs all the time, he could, he could hit the ball every time, every single time he could hit it. Like not, obviously he swung and missed once in a while, but he said he could hit it anywhere, anytime, but he was always trying to hit home runs. So that, that's how that, that changed a lot. So banning the shift, I was all for it. Until I, like I said, until I started thinking, they're really doing this. They're changing the way the game is played. And I don't know if I like it that much. Hit it where they ain't. Like Dave on the 1420 podcast is that. Hit it where they ain't. So I don't know how crazy I am about this banning the shift because that's part of the strategy and of the game of baseball. It's always been there forever. Like it's, it's a lot, it's, it's different obviously than it was how the center fielder would, would go towards 
right field a little bit when his left-handed batter up. I know it's a lot. It's, it's just more than that. But I don't know how much I like this banning the shift. I understand they're trying to get more action in baseball because if you think about it, geez, there isn't a lot of action. There's a lot of there's there's home runs, K's, and walks. That's it. Like there's there's not much else. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of singles, not a lot of doubles. There's just not because because of the shift. So I, I get they're trying to get a, a younger demographic in and to watch the game to have a little more action. Because they just assume that old, older guys like myself and and older are going to keep are going to keep watching. I'm trying not to say gonna because I'm forty seven years old. Gonna is going to, but I, I I don't I don't know how much I like this rule of banning the ship. I, I think it's I don't know if it's good for the game or bad for the game. And and like when they take they took the metrics um, from last year in low way, I think that was where they got the uh, they they did ban the ship. And they they made they made the rules this that and 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 said okay this is how we're going to do it. There's a trial error, which I I understand that the minor leagues doing that, and it's great that they they did it in the minor leagues first, tried it there. But the problem that you have with minor league baseball compared to major league baseball is that the minor leagues don't have the stat lines and where guys are hitting the ball that major league has. So they weren't really shifting a lot before that. And minor league baseball isn't a, a lot about winning and losing. It's more about um, devel- development. And so, th- therefore, winning and losing a game doesn't really they're, – they're not going to be shifting a whole bunch anyways. So whether that changed the game or not, who knows. But minor league baseball is all about development, not about the metrics of the game and how it works out on a, on a night-in, night-out basis. So taking stats out of minor league baseball, I don't know if that was the wisest decision. It's the only option that they had to try to try to figure this out to see if banning the if if to get getting rid of the shift works. And so I, I get it why they did it that way. I'm glad that they did it that way. Didn't try the major league level and have to rescind it. And they say, well, that didn't work. So let's try something else because you can't put toothpaste back in the tube. You just can't do it. Once it's gone, it's gone. Or once the rule's there, it's there. You can't change that after the fact. So I'm glad that the baseball did that. The next thing that baseball said that they're going to do is really enforce the pitch clock. Uh, they said there's going to be a 15-second pitch clock for with nobody on base and a 19-second uh, rule with uh, people on base. Uh, I like that rule. It's uh, hopefully the the umpires can make if they if they have the um, jurisdiction, I guess, and if they have the authority to to call a ball if the pitcher doesn't doesn't throw the throw a strike or throw throw the pitch, then I, I get it because I don't understand why a batter has to leave the batter's box after every pitch and adjust their gloves and then Josh Donaldson flexing and everything else and look at the whole thing. Like nobody likes Josh Donaldson, like Josh Donaldson, like I said, the, the president of his own fan club, that guy, hell of a player, but geez, enough. And then and the, the, the pitcher walking around the mound and shaking off, shaking off pitches now and then like how many pitches do you got in your arsenal man curveball fastball slider change see ya like it's just it gets insane how how long some at bats take how guys are out of the box all the time uh we have a problem with that in the wcbl the league that i umpire in where guys just leave the box non-stop and you don't want to be a red-ass umpire saying hey get in the box because you don't like i'm not a guy to start a confrontation I will end it every time, but I won't start a confrontation. So I won't be a red-ass umpire saying, hey, get back in the box because the guy's going to say something or the manager's going to say something back to me. So I kind of just let that go, and that that's on me for not enforcing said rule. 
keeping guys in the box. But like I said, I don't, I don't, no one's there to see me. I'm not, not, not going to start a great big display of uh, affection towards a player and, and ne- negative, uh, negative ne- negativity gets getting thrown my way. So that's why I don't really enforce that. But Major League Baseball does have a problem with a lot of downtime. And they, I heard that they did cut um, game times down by like 25, 30 minutes just by enforcing that rule because, you know, you, like I said, you get guys walking around, like who was that uh, Garcia Parra? He used to adjust his gloves every time. Like, Jesus, now just stay in the freaking box. Your gloves didn't move. It's Velcro. You're fine. You don't have to adjust every finger, everything else. And the Red Sox suck. But anyways, uh, that's, that's a good move that I like that baseball did that. I think that one's easily enforced because they will have the, the numbers up on the, uh, they'll have the the, uh, the clock running after the pitcher gets gets the ball back, and he's got to got to release the pitch or it's a ball, and that's going to. Uh, I think that'll that'll speed the game up a lot. I like that rule a lot. The third one, I don't understand it. They said it was for player safety uh, and to to uh, try to increase uh, stolen base attempts and stolen bases, but but it's making the bases bigger. Uh, I think it was by three or four inches all the way around. Uh, I think that's just window dressing. I think it's ridiculous thing no one's ricky henderson ain't coming out of the dugout for any team anytime soon to to start stealing bases like he was it's just not part of the game anymore having a bigger base isn't doing anything is it is it player safety maybe but they really concerned about player safety they would do something i've been saying for years that they should just make it like softball has have the safety bag inside the line because the runner has to run inside the line the entire way on first base you gotta run inside the line the entire way if he has a bag inside the line, he gets to that one first. That should be that should be what they if they if they're concerned about player safety. That's what they should do is have the safety bag for the runner because the runner has to go into into first base and that can cause collisions, can cause problems for the first baseman and the runner. I've seen a lot of collisions over the years, <clears throat> so that's one I think they should change. I don't understand why they don't. If softball can figure it out, why can't Major League Baseball? All the baseball purists say, oh, we can't, you can't have that. Well, you didn't have, you, you didn't have AstroTurf at one point. Things change. You know, you, you didn't have, it, all sorts of things are different now. So anyways, that's one thing that I think they should do. Having a bigger base, it's window dressing. It's just something to agree on to, so people like myself can talk about on podcasts. So anyways, I'm glad baseball took some steps. I'm glad they agreed on some things this week. It's too bad they didn't agree on the big things to get the game going again. But once the game does come back, we're going to see a different game uh, than we saw just last year. Uh, is it going to be better? I hope so, because baseball has gotten a bit dull over the last few years. I, I watch every game I can. I participate as much as I can. I, I love it. I love talking about it. I love watching it. But I like people do realize that it is broken. So hopefully with some of these minor changes, and there's some other ones coming up in the years to come. Hopefully they can get the game back to, a, to square one uh, like it used to be back when I was a kid. Cause man, there was nothing quite like a Saturday afternoon baseball game on TV and watching these guys do it. And uh, there, there are still some shining moments. It's not dead yet. It's not dead. Like I, know I shouldn't even said yet. It's not baseball's not dead. It's just struggling a little bit. And so rule change and trying to, trying to change things because every other sports change stuff. Every other sport has changed rules. Hockey had a, a slow point there in the, in the mid-90s when everybody was trapping and everything else. New Jersey Devils were winning Stanley Cups. They got rid of some of those. They changed some rules. They penalized players. They penalized teams for doing certain things. And hockey's increased. It's gotten a lot better. It's gotten a ton better. Football's increased their scoring. With the, you can't uh, rough the quarterback and everything else they, that, they, that they had. So why baseball? People get stuck in the 
in, in the Stone Age. Why, I don't know, but uh, I, I hope they keep some things, but some things definitely need to be changed. And baseball made the right move by uh, changing a few things this past week. The prestigious Rick Award given out to uh, usually to professional baseball players, but usually we try to, to go about giving giving it, spreading it around the baseball world. The last year we gave a few outs to, to some uh, college guys, some some uh, minor league guys, some we gave it out to some uh, Jesus, some WCBL guys. This week, the first Canadian ever to win the prestigious Rick Award is a guy that I I've met on a couple of occasions. I had the pleasure of being on the field with him. Uh, last year, uh, during the WCBL season, he played for Leverage Bulls last year, won the uh, WCBL championship in a uh, in an odd season. There weren't a lot of teams, but anyways, won't take a championship away from from a guy from a, from from a guy or a team. But anyways, this week's uh, Rick Award winner goes to UBC Thunderbirds player Ty Penner from Lethbridge, Alberta. Uh, Ty had himself a weekend. He's now hitting 394, but this weekend he had two home runs. Seven RBIs, a triple, and a stolen base, which is uh, a little out of the ordinary for a guy that that I watched play a little bit. I uh, didn't know uh, Ty was a speed demon by any means on the base pass, but uh, he got himself a stolen base over the weekend, which which earned him just with that stat alone the, the Rick Award for the week. He had a big weekend. Uh, it's the UBC team they play in the NAIA. Their 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 uh, big win this year so far was against a uh, Western Athletic Conference, the WAC, I guess they call it. Uh, against Sacramento State, a big win there that, uh, for an NAIA team to beat a, uh, a, pat, a, a, a Division One team is quite the accomplishment. So Ty, add this one to your mantle with a big win plus a big weekend for the, your, the UBC Thunderbirds uh, with your uh, a thousand field fielding percentage as well over the weekend. So Ty, first baseman for the UBC Thunderbirds. You're uh, having a good season. You're hitting 394, but put the uh, the Rick Award on the mantle, and uh, hopefully we see you this summer down at Spitz Stadium or wherever else I might see you uh, during the uh, the WCBL season. Congratulations, Ty. In the upcoming weeks, I'm going to be a part of uh, some Baseball Alberta, Southern Alberta Umpire Association things, but I'm going to get going not just uh, in Canada here and uh, in Alberta, and Southern Alberta mainly, but I, I really believe that this is something that a lot of parents can do with their kids. Uh, I'm going to be hosting or being a part of uh, umpire clinics. I'm going to going to be uh, teaching at them and helping out with them and uh, getting kids try to get involved in uh, officiating the, the the great sport of baseball. Uh, I hope that we get a pretty good turnout. Where the the details for the one in Lethbridge are coming out soon, but they're right across the country. I read about them all, all over the place. They're right across the United States as well. I strongly urge parents, uh, male, female, mom or dad or whoever, to get involved with their kid, uh, to learn about the game of baseball a little bit and to start pushing it a little bit more because it's, it's, it's getting lost in a lot of communities like I talked about last week on Foul Tips. It's something that I think that can help out, uh, not just to maybe make some umpires uh, get get a kid like for every – 100 kids that you get or 20 kids you get if one if one becomes a a a guy that you can can rely on on a weekly basis or a, a weekend basis and you can go out and make a few extra bucks that, that's a bonus in my eyes it's something that a parent should do as well maybe a parent who doesn't know the game very well going to a, a one-day clinic if you pick up on one thing 
that you didn't know about the game of baseball that can help your kid or your community or uh, some somebody else or something or sitting in the stands. If a parent starts, a different parent starts complaining a little bit about something, that parent might be able to say who went to the umpire clinic. He might be, he or she might be able to help out that, that parent to understand the game a little bit more. There's a lot of uh, different rules and obscure rules and things that we don't touch on to these clinics. And it's, it doesn't get too advanced in the first, like for level one guys or whatever you call it in different levels, different associations. But basically, if you can pick up one thing, we don't get too advanced. Like I said, it's very basic stuff, strike zone, outs and safes. What, uh, different rules, fair, foul, stuff like that. Just really simple stuff, but st stuff that happens on a consistent base throughout every baseball game. Uh, basically, we just try to make it really easy. And I, I really believe that if a parent can go with it, with their child, whether for softball or baseball, I really believe that they should do that to, to get a, be a better knowledge, better understanding of the game. And maybe some, some parents and, and kids might get more of a uh, – for lack of a better term, a respect for the game and a respect for officials, because that's one thing me and Jim discussed uh, quite a while ago, that there is, there's a lack of officials in every sport and baseball is taking a major hit. There's a lot of people who didn't come back after COVID. They, they, they found other stuff to do in the summertime. So I know in Lethbridge, we're having a heck of a time getting enough guys, uh, people to officiate all, all the games we got still kids want to play, but uh, you still need umpires to, uh, to call balls and strikes and outs and safe. But I, I strongly uh, urge parents to go out with their kids and they might learn something as well. And, and they might become an umpire as well. Like you're never too old to get into it. I mean, I was out for, for a very long time. I uh, went to umpire school in 1997 down in Florida, learned a lot of stuff, did some uh, different levels of baseball, the old Saskatchewan Major League game, Major League, and uh, right on through did some minor league stuff, uh, did lots of American Legion stuff and, and, and the like. But got got out of it because of work commitments and life just got in the way and I was out doing different things. But uh, the last few years, I've got into it full board and I love it. And I love uh, being out in the field and I love teaching kids and, and and learning things and shining my shoes and going out in the field and having a good time. And the people you meet, it's second to none. And then last, uh, it was last summer and they've all blended together since uh, this COVID thing happened. But one of the one of the more fun games I was out in the field with was a little league game just helping out uh, Brandon Oberg. He needed a guy who went out on a Saturday early evening and did a game of, uh, I think there were 12, you were 12 or 13 year olds. And they, they thought they were playing in the world series or they were playing hard, playing to win. It wasn't the best caliber of baseball, but it was a lot of fun to be out in the field there. And uh, I think the kids had a little bit of respect for me to be out there and teach them a little bit and, and helping out and having some fun with them. So I strongly, I strongly urge the parents go find themselves a clinic, find something, I'll post something on the uh, the foul tips Twitter account, the 1420 Twitter account, my Twitter account, Facebook account. We got all kinds of social media going on. Once the one is set is, is finalized for the Lethbridge area, uh, the Medicine Hat area as well, I'll get those posted. And I urge people to go out and become umpires and have their kids come out and do it. It's a few extra bucks. It's not you're not getting rich doing it by any means. By no means you're getting rich doing it. But it, it helps the community. It helps things uh, keep get, get going in the right direction, which which we need after those last couple of years. It's been it's been a tough go. And any any time you can not volunteer, you can make a couple extra bucks. And kids, you can make a pretty good good living on the weekends. I when I lived in Fort McLeod at my parents' house, old five five two twenty second Street, there was a little league field right across the street. I think we were getting five or ten bucks a game back then. But there were so many games right across the street from my parents' house. I'd make 20, 20 bucks a day. And man, when you're when you're 10, 11 years old, that's pretty good dough. 
So I urge people to, to try to get into it. At the very least, come to a clinic to maybe learn something about the game that you didn't know. Because I, I really think that that will help the game at the grassroots level and get more kids more kids and parents interested in it. And I, I urge parents to get out. Like I said, once the Southern Alberta Umpire Association, once we get our date set, location, times, costs, it's going to be in the radio really soon for people in, in the uh, Lethbridge area who listen to this. For If you're in different areas throughout Canada and throughout the United States who do listen to, to our podcast, uh, make sure you guys, if you're a baseball person, a parent, a fan, just somebody who enjoys the game, go to a clinic and give umpiring a shot because the, the officiating world needs it. We need people who like the, the sport of baseball, not people who don't like the sport of baseball officiating because there's a lot of red-ass red umpires out there that we wouldn't mind getting rid of. Like, there's some guys that probably shouldn't be doing the game anymore. Like Even Joe West retired, so we need some other guys coming in. Anyways, that's foul tips for this weekend. Uh, this week, it's only Wednesday. My God, it's been a long, long shift for me here in Messinac. Going home tomorrow, which is uh, exciting. Going to the Briar on on uh, Friday morning, Friday afternoon. Breakfast or brunch beers, I guess, are going to be, be a lot of fun. Uh, baseball, the game I had to do on umpiring on Saturday, uh, that got postponed left by the Prairie Baseball Academy. A little bit of snow on the ground here in Lethbridge and Southern Alberta is still a little bit cold. So those games got uh, canceled for the weekend, but we'll get on the field soon enough. Anyways, thank you very much for listening to the show. We appreciate all the feedback. Make sure you guys also listen to Fan in the Van podcast. I'll, I'll retweet, post his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his link to his show. Man, this guy's good. Have a, let's listen to him. Big, big Steelers fan. He's a big sports fan, though, and he's smart and he knows his stuff. Fan of the Van podcast. We got to get you together on the 1420 podcast and on Foul Tips. Do a little collaboration so we can't grow our shows together. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you again on, oh, I don't even know, tomorrow night. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself. You need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And, Jimmy, don't swing at high pitches. We'll talk to you tomorrow, people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 